This is SR1. All right, everybody, here we go. My name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show on News Talk STL every Sunday at 5 o'clock. I chose the song Grease for this particular show because I thought the mainstream media production of The Search for the Speaker of the House, well, I thought it was fabulous. I was riveted all week long. It was like a high school musical. Nailed it. I went into the bubble with you. Kevin McCarthy, 15 rounds later, is the new king of the Swamp Rats, lord of the D.C. brokers, ringleader. Nobody likes Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's mother doesn't like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy doesn't like Kevin McCarthy, but boy, do they love him in D.C. This movie they put on, the selection of Kevin McCarthy, oh, was it good. It had plot twists, had brilliant character development. We now know who Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert are. It even had a little love story going on between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kevin McCarthy. Oh, she fell head over heels in love with him. It had suspense. It had drama. It even had a little violence. Did you see this guy, Mike Rogers? He ran down the aisle late on Friday night when Matt Gates didn't give the proper vote and he was ready to fight. He's like, Matt, what are you doing? It's Friday night. We got the champagne coming. We got all the party favors, wink, wink, and you're blowing it here. It's time to get down. We got the DJ over here. Let's make some stuff happen. And Matt Gates, as you might expect, he finally caved. So did Lauren Boebert. They played their role. They played it beautifully. And now they are the heroes. They got all the rules changed in the house. I knew it was over very early on. My dad texted me. He goes, what's going to happen? My friends want to know who's going to be the next speaker of the house. And I said, well, the World Economic Forum has already named Kevin McCarthy the new speaker of the house. All of this will be drama. And here we are. I'm shocked that Kevin McCarthy was the guy. I thought for sure it was going to be Jim Jordan or Byron Donalds or whoever the hell that is. I'm joking. Of course it was going to be Kevin McCarthy. He's the ringleader. He's the cash cow. And he is walking around D.C. today like he just won homecoming king. He's got the chest out, elbows tucked, smiling and grinning and pointing at people when he's walking by. He is feeling good. The clothes look better on him. He is one happy character. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't know if people were paying attention all week long, but she got to, we got to watch her fall in love with K-Mac, so we got MTG and K-Mac, a love story from D.C. Something went on there. She was going to be the uh, resistance to the establishment, and she fell in love with K-Mac in live time. It was beautiful. She put a picture out on Twitter. Those two hamming it up, smiling from ear to ear, and you can see the love in her eye. You can feel it. I think that picture she put out on Twitter that everybody's talking about, that should be framed with hearts around it. It was fantastic. But people say to me all the time, they're like, Rob, how do you know that this is all fake? And I'm not saying it didn't happen. Everything up there in D.C. is real, but it's orchestrated theater. It's in collaboration with the media and the press because they want to keep information that you're supposed to know out of your noggin. There's real news to the right, and there's fake news to the left, and they want to keep you in the fake news BS bubble. It's the reality of the world. 
It's what they do. It's Pravda. It's no different than all of these propaganda campaigns around the world. Let me tell you a quick story just of how I got here. I grew up in St. Louis. I'm a St. Louis kid. I was an only child, and I loved sports. So back in the day when I was growing up, you used to listen to sports on the radio. Jack Buck. You had Dan Kelly, who did the St. Louis Blues games, probably the best ever. He was just fantastic. You have Bob Costas from St. Louis. Bob Costas used to do the Spirit ABA basketball games. You had Jay Randolph. So all of these announcements. In fact, before I go any further, Jay Randolph Jr. passed away recently. I want to give respect and condolences to him, his family and friends. What a great guy. I met him a few times. Used to allow me to play golf at a reduced price at some of his golf courses that he ran around the state. But this show that he was working on, it's called, uh, I think it's called The Morning After. It's with Tim McKernan and Doug Vaughn. Doug Vaughn, the adult in the room. And it's, a, it's a show. I, I can't really figure out what's going on there, but they, they got something going. They got this producer. I think his name is Shaggy or something like this. He looks like a, uh, a very tiny version of Tiny Tim, a little smaller guy. He's got the long stringy hair, and I think he's probably in his 70s. A very odd character, but he hates me, and they bring up the show all the time. I don't get it. I'm just trying to give you some information over there. Don't get mad at me. They seem like they're all really good dudes. I don't mean to bust them up too bad, but what in the world? Nobody seems to understand that there's more than what meets the eye going on in this world, and why is that so very difficult to understand? When I started traveling in my mid-20s, I was in a completely different business. I grew up in broadcasting, journalism. That was the original goal. That's what I wanted to go into. And then I got into the business world, and I started traveling. And I would travel the whole country. So by the time I'm 30 years old, I've been in 49 states. We had an office when I worked at one time in Boston. I had an office in New York that I worked out of, San Diego, Los Angeles. I'm going coast to coast from Missouri, from St. Louis. And I'm seeing all these different states, and I'm getting to see all the different cultures, getting to see what's important to people. I'm watching the news. I'm always riveted by news, or what I thought at the time was news. And very quickly, how what everything turned for me was a CNN conversation about the ACA, Obamacare. And I'll tell that story in just a minute, but let me get back to the travel. Just give you some instances of where I shaped my perspective and how I got to understand what was really happening in this country and around the world for that matter. I went to Japan when my son was about 12 years old. He played a baseball tournament over there. So I went to Japan, got to see their culture, got to see their news, got to see how they framed it. At the turn of the century, me and some buddies, we went over to the Netherlands went to Berlin, went to Prague. I have pictures of me over there. I'm wearing an Uncle Sam hat. And just some crazy stories. I'll just give you one quick one. We're walking uh, the streets of Prague, and this very pretty girl pulls me over, and she goes, uh, she wants me to meet her brother. She speaks English, very attractive. I I, I can't figure out what's going on. I think she's she's trying to hit on me a little bit, to be honest with you. I go into this shop. She introduces me to her brother. He is an Olympic skier, he tells me. And he looks very similar to me. He wants to take my passport. I take his because he can't get out of the country. He thinks I can go to uh, the embassy and get myself a new passport, just say that I lost mine, and he would use my passport to get out of Prague. This is how the world works. This guy was stuck in Prague and wanted my passport. It's a true story. I got pictures of it. The whole thing was crazy. But the one that really got me was my trip to China. I was in China right before the whole COVID scheme started to develop here in the States. In October of 2019, I'm in China. I'm at a Hilton hotel, 
and CNN is all that I have to watch. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, so CNN is in China. And at the time, there was a conversation going on in basketball. I guess the general manager of the Houston Rockets, the basketball team, had made mention that he supported um, uh, or did not support some of the Chinese policies that were going on. And every time that would come on CNN, every time that conversation would come on CNN, my TV would go off in my hotel. That's the kind of restriction to information they have going on in China. So as soon as something negative went on about China, your TV would go off. But later on in that trip, I'm going through China into Hong Kong and then Hong Kong back into the States, and I'm sitting at the Hong Kong airport, and I see people on CNN starting to fall down and die. These are Chinese people just walking the streets, and they would just collapse and die, and it it looked like propaganda to me. I wasn't 100% sure what was going on. I get back to the States, and within a few weeks, COVID is happening. Now, being a news junkie like me, I understood all of the different angles about pandemics. I had been following what I consider to be real news. And the real news sources have been talking for decades about how global government could connect itself on the back of a pandemic. That's why I always say, when you look at these two global con jobs that are going on surrounding COVID and surrounding climate change, these are global manufactured crises that they use universities and they use pop culture and they use the media to ingrain into your minds so that you think the world is melting and that if you don't wear two masks and get vaccines and boosters, you're going to kill everybody. Everybody's going to die. These are global con jobs meant to entrap you. That's what's really going on. That's the real news that Fox News, sly as a Fox News, I like to call it, CNN, and MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, they all try to keep it from me. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the establishment press. It is one big system. And not everybody that's in the press is involved in it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the people that run the show, they know how to move the levers. They can orchestrate whatever they need. It's just like this situation in the house. So apparently Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and a couple other people, they were able to hold out to get the rules changed for the House of Representatives. And Kevin McCarthy, we all know what a snake he is. If you don't, uh, get to know him. He is an absolute snake. But Kevin McCarthy, he says the first bill they're going to pass is to rescind the 87,000 IRS agents because the people's house is supposed to work for the people, not work against them. That's what he's saying, right? To which Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer runs the Senate. He's the leader of the Senate. He said, I want you to print that bill about the 87,000 IRS agents on quilted toilet paper because you're going to need to, The Senate, and the Senate ain't going for that. The Senate's read by the Democrats. They can write all the bills they want out of the House. The money's been spent. Government is funded. This whole thing is just an absolute joke. These teams are together. It is a uniparty. It's a one-system government. It is being controlled. If you could watch these people when they were on last week, if you look really close, if you really pay attention, you can actually see the strings moving their lips. You can watch it move their hands. They're like little puppets. It's a puppet show up there. They are going to do what their corporate overlords want them to do. And that is not going to change. That is just the reality of the situation. So after I see all this, I get a perspective. I've traveled, traveled from a young person, always very interested in broadcasting, journalism, news. I like to see how things are presented to people. 
When somebody says something, I go, oh, that must be true. I'm skeptical of everything that anybody says, especially when it comes to propaganda. And then I started paying attention to the club. I said, you know what? How can I explain to people that there's more than meets the eye? And I said, you know what? I'm going to start looking into the background of all these media personalities that go out there on CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and ABC. And what I started to see develop, it's like anything else. You start to see patterns. When you start to see patterns, you dig in and you find more and more people associated with a handful of colleges, the intelligence industry, um, the energy industry, the pharmaceutical industry, the banking industry, and you tie all those things together. And then all these people that you see on television have some connection to it. And they all are pushing you in one direction. They either divide you But they keep the real news from you. Nobody, all of these smart people from Yale and Harvard, Columbia, Georgetown, and Johns Hopkins, and then when you get over to the UK, Oxford, London School of Economics, they never seem to understand what's really happening. They never seem to uh, describe what's going on with the World Economic Forum. They never seem to explain to you the dangers of global governing through the UN. It's always some form of division and distraction. Now they're going to clean up the border. They've been telling the citizens of America, that they are going to clean up the border for 40, 50 years now. You got fentanyl coming across the border all the time, and people want resolution to it. I get it. But shouldn't we have fair and free elections first? Because they're not talking about that. That's real news. The fact that they coerced 65, 70% of the people in this country to take a vaccine that's really just a gene therapy, to roll up their sleeves and stick that needle in their arm having no idea what the outcome would be, is unconscionable. That's real news. I'm not saying there's not some virus that's out there. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying the restriction of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine was evil because those those are two drugs that it doesn't matter whether you think they work or not. Donald Trump supposedly had this bill out there, the right to try. But when the pandemic happened, we couldn't even get ivermectin, which I bought in Mexico when I was down there. They sell it for 20 bucks. It's like buying aspirin. Same thing with hydroxychloroquine. It's used all over Africa to prevent malaria. These are common drugs that they took away from us. And I'll tell you why In the uh, later on in the show. I have a clip from Robert F. Kennedy that kind of explains why they didn't want you having ivermectin and or hydroxychloroquine. You can join me on Twitter. At the Rob Carter. I had some other handles. I got kicked off of Twitter several times, so I'm just starting back up. So if you want to join the conversation, if you have questions, if you want to see where I get information, it's at the Rob Carter on Twitter. Stick with us. We'll be right back for the second uh, segment. Got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to get to real news, and we're going to get to some conversation. Um, conversation about Kevin McCarthy and how the media played it out. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. I want you to want me. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you're listening to The Rob Carter Show on News Talk STL. Join me every Sunday at 5 o'clock. 
We can take a walk through the corporate media bubble, the corporate news bubble, and right into reality. I think you'll like it over here. It's sunshiny. You won't be one of those people that says, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. Is it fake news? Is it real news? When do I get my booster? When's my appointment? You won't be one of those people. You will not be one of those people that wears two masks out in the sunshine. You won't be one of those people arguing whether Joe Biden is a good president. He's irrelevant. He's a puppet. You're going to enjoy reality. Rumor has it this song was playing very loudly in the Capitol on Friday night. I'm told that Kevin McCarthy grabbed all of his staff. He had him sitting around Indian style with Marjorie Taylor Greene right in the middle. She is completely starstruck looking up at him, and he's got his cheap trick concert t-shirt on. And he did a little air guitar, a little lip sync. Here we go. Go, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Can you see it? Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin McCarthy, K-Mac. He is the new Speaker of the House. I couldn't be more proud. The leadership in this country, you can't deny the talent. You got Adolph Magoo Biden. You got Chucky Schumer. You got Mitch McConnell. And now, new member to the group, Kevin K-Mac McCarthy. Donald Trump firmly in his camp. Now, remember Donald Trump, he was very impressed with Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, the real government. And he was trying to wrangle everybody up and get them to vote for Kevin McCarthy. This came out on January the 4th. He puts out on Truth Social, it says, now this is his endorsement for Kevin McCarthy. This is how it reads. Some really good conversations took place last night. and It's now time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin. Close the deal, take the victory, and watch crazy Nancy Pelosi fly back home to a very broken California. The only speaker in U.S. history to have lost the House twice. Republicans, do not turn a great triumph into a giant and embarrassing defeat. It's time to celebrate. You deserve it. Kevin McCarthy will do a good and maybe even a great job. Just watch. Throwing his hat in the ring for swamp rat Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, a guy that could not lead four people from the bathroom to the kitchen, is now third in line for president. You can't make it up. Here's a couple other things that were out on Twitter that I think you should recognize. Because I give you both sides. Remember, the game is division, so you have two opposite narratives going on at all times. That's why the Democrats hate the Republicans, and the Republicans hate the Democrats. And there's sheep out there in the public that don't know what's going on. They gravitate towards what they want to hear, and they believe it. It's amazing, the things that people believe. This is a woman by the name of Lindy Lee, at Lindy Lee on Twitter. She says, teen sex trafficker Matt Gates is nominating for speaker sex abuse enabler Jim Jordan in order to defeat adulterer Kevin McCarthy. Party of Christian family values, y'all. And you're like, what is she talking about? Well, this is a clip that I found on Twitter maybe four or five months ago that was running around. Now, Matt Gates, he was very firmly in the camp originally of Jim Jordan. That was all theater, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, why Jim Jordan? Jim Jordan doesn't want to be the Speaker of the House. 
But this is what the Democrats were putting out on Twitter. Pay very close attention to the names. This is about sexual misconduct out on Twitter about Republicans and listen to the names they mention. Clip number one, go. There are now five former Ohio State wrestlers accusing Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of knowing about a team doctor's alleged sexual misconduct. Forty-three men who say they were sexually assaulted, abused, molested, or harassed by Dr. Richard Strauss. The former employee at the Republican National Committee was just sentenced to 12 years in prison for possession of child porn. He also told people in this group that his preference was for babies and saying that they were his, quote, absolute favorite and uh, solicited another member of the group for videos of babies being raped. George Nader. His criminal history included multiple convictions for child pornography and child molestation. This morning, a judge sentenced Ralph Shorty to 15 years in prison. Police caught Shorty in a hotel room with a then 17-year-old boy. The new charges against Joel Greenberg. Sex trafficking of a minor and stalking a political opponent. Order Republican Congressman Matt Gates allegedly having a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Investigators examining whether he, quote, violated federal sex trafficking laws. Well, there you go. You've got uh, Matt Gates and Jim Jordan mentioned in that piece that was all over Twitter several months ago. And then all of a sudden, Gates and Jordan are in the same sentence again. Very interesting. Now, I'm not saying that Jim Jordan or Gates are guilty of anything. Because in politics, they can blame you for rape. They can make you a racist. They can make you a sexist. They can make you a serial killer if they want to. All they have to do is throw it out there on the media and put it out there into the world. And then all the bots and all of the sheep get involved and they make assumptions when they have no idea what's real or real or false. But nonetheless, that was the information that was out there on Twitter being pushed by, I'm sure, some Democrat organization. But I want to show you now how the bubble works because there are multiple players. And again, there are several different ways to tie these people together. But if you look very closely... 95% of them on the network media news corporations, all of these media outlets, if you pay attention to who's influencing you for the last 25, 30, 35, 40, even 50 years, you find out that they are very connected. It may go back further than that. What do I know? I'm just saying in my frame of reference, you can connect these people, and it's very important in journalism. That when somebody gives you information, you understand who is giving you that information. I'm going to start with Frank Luntz. Now, it is said, it is rumored that Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy are roommates in D.C. And you may remember uh, Frank Luntz. He was all over Fox News. He's always the one that was doing the, um, the studies about language. And if you said this word over that word, people reacted to it. He was like the psychologist that was telling people how to run their campaigns, what they needed to say, what issues they needed to talk about in order to win. This is Frank Luntz, made a living off of it. He is the greatest of the con men. He's got the beautiful um, toupee, looks fabulous on him. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I think it looks great, right? I'm lucky to have a full head of hair at 53. So what am I to, you know, what am I to say? But he does look a little bit, you know, Shady, maybe. I think the hair looks good. I mean, the toupee is fabulous. That's a very expensive toupee. That's no cheap cheap game going on there. But he lives with Kevin McCarthy. And I find that very interesting. You got a guy that's telling you how to manipulate words in order to run campaigns and get elected, living with a guy that nobody likes, a swamp rat, DC Inc. representative, Kevin McCarthy, backed by Donald Trump. Nobody in America wanted Kevin McCarthy. Trust me when I tell you that. There was nobody, there were no 
constituents in this country that were going, give me more Kevin McCarthy. But 200 GOP Congress people, they were not going to budge. Kevin McCarthy was their man. He'd earned it. He was raising the most money. Isn't that interesting? Right along there with Frankie Luntz. I want to play this clip of Frank Luntz. This is on CNN. I'm going to play just a short little clip of it. Tell me what you think. Is he acting? I mean, because he's telling everybody else how to act, wouldn't you think that maybe Frankie Luntz might be an actor? Clip number two, go. Well, I have empathy for the members who feel like their voice hasn't been heard. I've been involved in this whole thing for about 30, 35 years. And I understand the frustration on the left and on the right where they feel like they can't make the difference they want to make, where they can't have the impact that they're trying to do. I get that. But Thomas Paine wrote so eloquently in 1776, (laughs) what we obtain so cheaply, we esteem too lightly. The drama is fantastic. Now, remember, you got to check out the schools first. Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Georgetown, and Johns Hopkins. Those are the ones I've identified. There may be more. But a big group of the club come from those schools are always the big ones. The intelligent people are and the lawyers always attached to Columbia and Harvard, by the way. But if you look into the background, the bio of Frankie Luntz, he goes to or went to school in Oxford. Club member. That's why he's on TV all the time. You're like, why in the world is Frank Luntz? You got to you got to understand if you're somebody who understands talent. When you look at a guy like Frank Luntz, you go, he's no talent. He is no talent. He's not fun to look at. His voice is annoying, but he constantly gets gigs no matter what happens. He's either on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. He's got this little game going. And you got to ask yourself, why Frank Luntz? Here's Dan Crenshaw. He's next in line. So Dan Crenshaw, if you understand him, he's the guy that wears the patch on his eye. I think he was, uh, he took his character. I think there was a show maybe called uh, Days of Our Lives in the 80s. One of the key characters had a patch on his eye. He was very popular. And I think Dan Crenshaw took that character and said, I'm going to make that my own. Dan Crenshaw is from Harvard. And here he was very upset. He was on all the news stations because these 20 holdouts in the GOP wouldn't get in line and vote for Kevin McCarthy. Here's how this went on Neil Cavuto's show on Sly Fox News. Go. Well, Byron Donalds is running. Byron Donalds is running. And and you don't. You don't think he's a credible he, candidate? He, he started. He started five minutes ago, and no, he's not a credible candidate. He's, he's a freshman who started five minutes ago. That's not running. He didn't raise hundreds of millions of dollars to win the Republican majority in, in multiple election cycles. No. He sounds like a Valley girl. He didn't win multiple election cycles. He didn't raise the money. That's Dan Crenshaw, better known as Eye Patch McCain, because everybody says he's the new John McCain. Right? He's the war guy. He's the. Uh, He's the intellect. He wrote a book. Everybody loved Dan Crenshaw. I got caught up in him at the very beginning, but then I realized who he was. Dan Crenshaw is a fraud if there ever was one. He is a Harvard grad club member. Here's another one. You may know this name, Pete Sessions. Now, when you listen to Pete Sessions, you're like, how did this guy, how does he keep getting elected? He sounds a little bit like um, uh, Goober. But Pete Sessions is a very powerful man. And he went on to the corporate news media bubble. And this is what he had to say when they were trying to get Kevin McCarthy shoved down your throat. Ready? Pete Sessions, go. I want to bring in Republican Congressman Pete Always Sessions be aware when Republicans go on McCarthy. CNN. This is Aaron Burnett from CNN. Congressman, I appreciate your time. I know last night you had thought this wouldn't go more than another three or four rounds. And, well, we're about to go into the fifth uh, after you said that. So, I, you know, what, 
Where do you think we are right now? And are, are, are you surprised? Well, I am a little bit. Uh, uh, so I'll go 0 for 2 and tell you that the uh, newest word is, is that there is some sort of a breakthrough, not towards victory, but, but towards ending the numbers, oh, reducing gosh. them. And evidently that's going to take place tonight. So let's talk about what you're saying. So you, you understand there is sort of a breakthrough deal you're, you're, towards reducing the numbers. So not to fully getting over the finish line, but to peeling off a few votes. It's, it's my understanding that uh, several votes will come by agreement Go with the deal that uh, evidently has been arranged this afternoon. That is Pete Sessions. You're like, why is Pete Sessions out there? Who is Pete Sessions? So you look up his bio. Pete Sessions, he is the son of former director of the Federal Bureau of Investigations, William S. Sessions. Remember, they're all tied together. When they run out there on that corporate news bubble, there's a reason they're out there. I tell people when they really pay attention that it is not easy to go give interviews. You have to be somewhat trained at it. If you don't know what questions are going to come at you, if you're not comfortable with who's giving the interview, you'd never do it. And these people run flawless interviews, and you should always ask yourself, why? Let's move over to this guy. His name is Don Bacon. I'd never heard of him. So I'm watching. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the bubble. I'm in the vacuum, and I'm watching this go on. Go on. And Don Bacon shows up. I, I don't know him. He's from Nebraska. He was on. He goes on the show on Fox News, and he says something that sounded ridiculous to me. So I look him up, and sure enough, he's attached to the club. A few minutes later, I flip the channel, and there he is again on CNN. So he became a big spokesperson for our good friend K-Mac, Kevin McCarthy. This is Don Bacon from Nebraska. Pay attention closely, and then let me tell you a little bit about his background. Don Bacon, Nebraska, ready, go. But people have got to tell their, their congressman, if they're one of those 20, that the House is shut down, we're not working on the issues. And by the way, before I play that out, having the House shut down, I thought that might have been the strategy there for a minute. I'm like, wow, this Matt Gates might be for real. Because if the plan was to shut down the House of Representatives forever while they wanted to vote for Kevin McCarthy, that would have been a solid strategy, one that I would have got behind. Continue on with Donnie Bacon. That we campaigned on, like lowering inflation securing the border, uh, supporting our law enforcement, standing up to China. None of this is happening. All our committees are now shut down, and it's on these 20 people. They're embarrassing the House. They're embarrassing the Republicans. They're embarrassing our country. They're embarrassing everybody, according to Donnie Bacon. So you look him up. He's from Nebraska, and it says right here in his bio, it says, in his military career, he specialized in electronic warfare and intelligence. You don't say You're running out there, and you are in the intelligence community. Of course, you won your election. I mean, it gets to be at some point where it it gets overwhelmingly obvious. And then when I come back from break, I want to talk about how MSNBC and Fox News were in the game together this week. They both were pulling very hard for Kevin McCarthy. Stick with us. We'll be right back for segment three. We're going to tell you what the real news is all about, what you should really know. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, my name is Rob Carter, and you are listening to The Rob Carter Show. I am going to stick with the grease theme. And I am going to take some heat, I guarantee you. I have a good friend of mine who swears that in our 20s, 
Somebody said, Rob, what is your favorite movie of all time? And apparently I responded, Grease. Now, this didn't happen. And if it did, it was sarcasm, but he's been busting my chops about it for 25 years. But I think this song, and I think the entire album to Grease, lines up perfectly with this high school musical that we watched this week. You got Kevin McCarthy playing John Travolta. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene playing Olivia Newton-John. It was a love story. It was beautiful. I got caught up in it. I really did. I got pulled into the bubble like a vacuum. Caught up in the narratives, rooting for my certain players. But I want to get back to how the system works. I want to start by showing you just the media narratives and how they play the game. We're going to start with Sean Hannity. I'm not a Sean Hannity fan. Can I say that? When he started selling vaccines, I'm like, come on, Sean. You know, you got to have some dignity. When you don't know anything about medicines, you don't tell people to take them. Let Pfizer sell them. But Sean Hannity was out there saying, I think everybody should get vaccinated for grandma. It was just ridiculous. But nonetheless, uh, let me get off that soapbox. Here he is with Lauren Boebert. And then I want to put in contrast a woman by the name of Stephanie Rule. Stephanie Rule, if you don't know, she's on MSNBC. And apparently... Her and Sean Hannity are are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. But nonetheless, they both wanted Lauren Boebert to get out of the way and bring in our hero, Kevin K. Mac McCarthy. Now, why would that be? It's because if you see this for what it is, what's really going on is you got DC Inc., DC Incorporated. It runs like big business because it is. And the marketing department for DC Inc. is the mainstream press. It's that simple. And once you see it, you'll never be able to unsee it. It will make sense to you moving forward. It'll make sense why we are in constant battle. We're always fighting with one another. There's some crazy narrative that they have out there that we are supposed to be fighting each other about as they rob us blind. It's like a magic trick, like I say all the time. You watch the left hand, they have the right hand in your pocket, and away we go. Here is Sean Hannity with Lauren Boebert. Got into a little heated discussion, it seemed to me. Because Lauren Boebert was going to hold out and Sean Hannity's like, what are you doing? Everybody wants Kevin McCarthy. Go. If by Friday you and your group of 20 don't have a name with 30 votes, is it time for you to withdraw? And if not, why do you support a double standard? Last question. Kevin McCarthy does not have 218 votes. Kevin McCarthy will not be speaker. And you have 20. I Kevin I McCarthy asked you a very specific question. If by Listen, Friday when we, when we you don't get have this right, 30, I will not, Sean. I will not withdraw. Our asks not. were were not petty of Kevin McCarthy. They were not self-serving. We simply were asking for commitments on what the American people want to see. They want to see a vote on term limits. Sean is not Texas happy. Border plan to secure the southern you, border. Congresswoman, and for crying out loud, respect. Sean, we asked for a vote on a budget that actually balances. Imagine. Imagine a Congress that stops so spending money that we don't have. We are going to get this you, right, and we are going to get the right speaker, Sean. If you only have 30, to be clear, you will not withdraw. 30 is going to be a beautiful number to But you're to telling reach. Kevin McCarthy and the, and the 203 people that support him to withdraw because they don't have 218. Sean Hannity was not happy with those answers. And I can't figure out who's more annoying. Sean Hannity with the size, and he just can't believe it. Very condescending to Lauren Boebert. At least Lauren Boebert has a little spirit to her, it seems. Here's what Emerald Robinson put out on Twitter. Now, Emerald Robinson is on the same tip as me. She sees it very similar. She said it's not just the GOP leadership has failed. Almost the entire GOP pundit class has failed. 
Just look at all the grifters who pretended to speak for the GOP base who are backing Kevin McCarthy. Hannity, Levin, Ingram, Kilmeade, Shapiro, and Huckabee. I name all these people all the time. They're con artists. They just play the corporate game. They are actors in the game. They can read script. They do it great. Also by Emerald Robinson, she put out on Twitter. Never forget, at Sean Hannity wanted President Trump to pardon Hunter Biden in 2020. Hannity texted White House officials about it. That's your Sean Hannity for you. That's the hardcore conservative that's looking out for you. Give me a freaking break. Could he be any more annoying? Sean Hannity. Here's Stephanie Rule, because Stephanie Rule's on MSNBC. You would think that she would be loving the embarrassment going on in the GOP. They can't find a speaker. It's embarrassing to everybody involved. But apparently the Democrats, well, they have the same goals as Sean Hannity. Go. No, but this no, is us working me. and actually and, and, using our votes. And I believe our founding fathers intended it to be this way. Okay, well, our founding fathers aren't here, so let's get real and let's get practical. You can say what you believe. I believe children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. That's a song. You are backing a guy with 20 votes. Is he getting to 218 tomorrow? People who are silently cheering him on will not help when they round everybody up and ask for a vote tomorrow. Just pounding away at Lauren Boebert. Let me transition over into real news because I'm going to start with fake news transition it right into real news this is a guy named steven sun now i was at the capitol not in it and i didn't go on the ground i didn't get in anything that would get me into trouble i went there to report on it i was not there to support donald trump i was there to support the idea that the votes before they secured the election that they sent this back to the states to do some investigating that i supported big time this guy's name is steven sun he was out there on msnbc and cnn Apparently, he's wrote a book. He was the big uh, chief of the United States Capitol Police that saved us from the grand insurrection led by a guy dressed up as a Viking. That guy. He's out there. And listen, to what, and when I heard him say what he had to say, I'm like, what? I, you know, I mean, I, I kind of watched what went down there that day. And nothing that the media says is in reality at all, in my opinion. Um, it was just a, it was, uh, that seemed to be very orchestrated. Let me put it to you that way. There's a lot of people sitting in federal prison in D.C. because they were waved into the Capitol building so they could take take selfies with their American flag and their Make America Great Again hats. And now they're sitting in jail. It's just ridiculous. You talk about entrapment. You have the Capitol Police open the doors, wave people in, and then arrest them and put them in jail, and they're there without trial, been there for a couple years now, while Donald Trump is playing golf. That's what you need to know. This guy, again, his name is Steven Sun. He is chief of the United States Capitol Police. He's a big hero now. As we just passed January 6th, he was being honored. But here's what he had to say, and I knew it was tricky. Someone write about what he had to say. Here you go, Stephen Sund. S-U-N-D, Stephen Sund, go. If it wasn't for the law enforcement, the agencies that came into assistance, you know, I called in 17 law enforcement agencies, over 1,700 officers that came in and assisted that day. If it wasn't for the law enforcement and the quick response we got from the Metropolitan Police Department, I think the rioters would have breached the Capitol much quicker, and you'd be probably dealing with some dead members of Congress. Nonsense. And when I heard that, and I knew it was nonsense, I'm like, who is Stephen Sun? So I look him up, and guess what? Club member from Johns Hopkins University. What a surprise. It's almost uniform. They are club members, if you just pay attention to who they are, and when they say things that are, they invert reality. And I want to show you what I'm talking about here in just a minute. Here is just a list of real news 
that you should be paying attention to. Number one is digital currency. You must pay attention to digital currency and the move around the world, a movement away from fiat currency to digital currency. Won't be tangible in your hands, put it to you that way. Fraudulent elections. If the people in D.C. aren't talking about our elections being rigged, manipulated, and potentially stolen, then we got a big problem. Because that means that those people up there putting that movie on for you are selected, not elected, and that's why they're passing $1.7 million, or $1.7 trillion with a T. $1.7 trillion bills that nobody reads. Make sense of that. Fraudulent elections must be the centerpiece of a real Congress, and it's not. The World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty, you need to pay attention to that because that transfers sovereignty from the United States Constitution to a global governing body if there is a pandemic. We may sign on to that treaty. I have a feeling we're going to sign on to it in the dark of night. I want answers to these vaccine mandates. I want answers to why this was so pushed on the American people. We all know now that they don't work. It's, it's obvious behind it. it just, it's so obvious it hurts your brain to think about it. They told you you couldn't get it, you couldn't transmit it, you wouldn't be in the hospital. All of that was a lie. And who's being held responsible for it? Donald Trump got us here at warp speed. He's still saying you should get the boosters, doesn't even want to bring it up now because he knows everybody uh, that is in his camp is against it. But Donald Trump took some money from Pfizer and he pushed those things. He pushed those Pfizer vaccines harder than Mike Lindell pushes pillows. He does. And then you got to look at the corporate fascist system that has taken shape, where corporations are consolidating business all around us, pushing out small business, making it very difficult to live the American dream. Let me get into some of these Twitter conversations. Let me start with Laura Logan. Remember Laura Logan from CBS? She says, killing people seems to be a bonus to those responsible. Their real goal was to usher in a digital world with a centralized digital currency and chip under the skin that would give a small group of private individuals total control worldwide. COVID was a deception operation. This is what she puts out on Twitter. This is Laura Logan from CBS News, a very respected, real journalist. She was replying to Robert F. Kennedy, who put, yep, CDC identifies hundreds of safety signals for Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines. Bell's palsy, blood clotting, and death were among the signals flagged through analysis of adverse event reports submitted to VAERS, which is a uh, vaccine website that talks about adverse reactions. This guy's name is James Centolo. It says legislatures are passing a law in British Columbia, California, that jails all physicians for medical misinformation. This strips away the ability of physicians to communicate nuanced risk-benefit analysis to patients about COVID-19 vaccines. They don't want you opening your trap if you're not selling vaccines, here's Mike Lee. This guy is a senator from Utah. You know Mike Lee. He was up for uh, a nomination for the Supreme Court of the United States. He was in the running, put it to you that way. It says, if you hate privacy and the Fourth Amendment, you will love the central bank digital currency. If you don't, you need to support the No CBDC Act, No Central Bank Digital Currency Act, because that's all happening right underneath our nose. This is Robert Reich. I believe he was the labor secretary for Secretary Clinton or for President Clinton. This is what he put out on Twitter. He's talking about the food chains. Albertsons bought Safeway. Now Kroger is buying Albertsons. Combined, they would control 22% of the U.S. grocery market with revenue over $200 billion. 
add Walmart, these brands would control 70% of the grocery market in 167 cities across the country. While we're all debating whether Kevin McCarthy should be the Speaker of the House, which is nothing more than a broker for the D.C. swamp, this is what's going on behind the scenes that doesn't make any headlines on CNN and Fox News. This is Adam Schiff, club member from Harvard, criminal, in my opinion. Uh, If I can have that opinion and it's still free. It says, Ruby Freeman is a patriot, a public servant who volunteered her time to help bolster and safeguard our democracy. Ruby Freeman, I reported on her on December 7th of 2021, or 2020. She was uh, one of those people that was dragging out those boxes in Fulton County and rerunning all of the ballots and got busted. There was a report from Atlanta at the time where Ruby Freeman, and now... Uh, about Ruby Freeman, and now there's police cam video out there where she says that it was fraudulent. She wants to get it out to the police. Everything is inverted. On January the 6th, President Biden awarded her with the Presidential Medal of Honor for protecting the elections when she is on tape saying that they were fraudulent and she needed an attorney because she wanted to get the information out there. So you've got the Capitol Police getting... Medals around their neck, and you got Ruby Freeman getting a medal around her neck. The world is inverted. Everything is the opposite of reality, and they sell it on the news, and when they recognize it, they don't even bring it to your attention. That's what I'm talking about. That's the fake news bubble versus reality. And when you go around this country and you see it firsthand and watch it start to take shape on the media, it is something something else. It really is. Let me uh, give a shout-out to my sponsors, Mike and Beverly Sloan. If you have a business that needs packaging, that needs printing, I cannot recommend people higher than these. Elite Printing and Packaging, 636-561-8970. Again, that's 636-561-8970. If you want to email them, EliteSolutionsGroup.com. If if you have a business where you need to print T-shirts or hats or something on a product, uh, they customize everything for you. If you have something that's difficult to package, if you have a business that has something that is difficult to package, like pet food, they can do anything. Mike and Beverly Sloan, Elite Printing and Packaging. Mention my show, and you get free artwork and design on your first project. Again, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, it is at the Rob Carter at the Rob Carter on Twitter. You can ask me questions there. I'd love to bring them on the air. Uh, next week... I was going, uh, there, if you know the famous baseball player, Lenny Dykstra, he's got a crazy history. I had a little back and forth with him on Twitter, and he agreed to come on my show. Then I found out he may have a ghostwriter on Twitter, so I look up this guy. Um, he's an attorney. I think he might have, I think he might be somewhat involved in the voice of Lenny Dykstra. I'm going to have him on the show. He's a political person. I had just a little conversation with him. I want to quiz him about Lenny Dykstra, and I want to quiz him about his politics. Join me again next Sunday at 5 o'clock on News Talk STL, out of the corporate bubble and into reality. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is SR1.